everyone. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If this is the first time you're joining me, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to spend with me. I truly appreciate you. And if you are returning, I want to say welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out to come back and sit with us. So um, today I have a special guest with me. And so we're going to talk with him for a little bit. But before we do that, I want to thank my sponsors. So thank you to Divine Nubian Essentials for keeping my skin and my hair looking amazing. So DivineNubianEssentials.com, please check out the website if you have not and purchase a product or two. They are wonderful products and your skin and hair will never be happier. And thank you so much to Unapologetically Beast. Um, love, love, love your outspokenness, your mindfulness, and your authenticity. And you know what? Like you said, we're just winging this shit. And thank you so much for Kingdom Restoration for helping support those of us who are victorious over domestic violence. So thank you guys for everything. And thank you again to Miss Nikki Lovelocks. If you guys haven't gone to her SoundCloud, please do. You will not be um, mistaken for it. She's got a beautiful voice and an amazing talent. And she has blessed me with a lovely intro and outro. So thank you, Nikki Lovelocks. You are my sister. Love you. Um, but yeah, so thank you to Chris Dedenka. Uh, he is my guest today and I just want to thank him for reaching out. So Chris, thank you for reaching out because I was like, oh, he wants to come back. Thank Absolutely. you, Chris. Hey, it's my pleasure. You know, I mean, and, and actually after you sent me a message, like, um, Three people inboxed me that were on the show before, and it's like, we want to come back. I was like, Great. oh, I was like, okay. Great. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm happy to, that I'm able to restart it back up because I thought I wasn't going to be able to because I've been like really busy. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of work, and it's a lot of continual work. Mm -hmm. and so there's, and you can never be done in essence because you can always. So it, it, yeah, it's it's very daunting. But you know, we had a wonderful conversation last time, and we gosh, did. it was hours. Whatever you boiled it down to, still it was hours. It was still yeah. And it still felt like it could have went twice as long. It could have. So it's I'm happy to come back. And, no, thank you. And where are you now? Because I know we talked. It was you know we just started planning Father's Day. Yes. Yes. And now it's been in festivals and won yes. awards and oh my gosh. I'm yes. just watching you on Facebook. I'm like, go Chris, go. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's really been a lot of fun and uh, exciting and in a lot of ways surprising. So we did make it and then we had a private showing. I invited you to the private showing. Yes. You guys came mm -hmm. to, the, to the showing before went to festivals and such and then we started submitting it to festivals I had this plan in my mind of what I thought would happen and then it mostly happened so it sort of shocked me <laughs> you uh, manifested all sort these of. great things yeah. there's no sort of you manifested but the, you the, felt it yes the greatest part of that for me though is when I wrote it it was semi-autobiographical uh, I was really excited to be able to make it and then share it mm -hmm. and so we were able to play in festivals all over the world and won awards in you know, Prague and Germany and, and then 
United States, played all over, played the Chinese theater in Hollywood. I mean, one of the greatest things that probably ever happened to me. I saw, I was like, uh, <laughs> but to, and I went to as many as I could, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun to see it with an audience mm-hmm. and to see, and see the, the audience reactions. And then at festivals, you do a lot of Q and A, and people could ask you questions about it, and I could talk about it. And that was what was fun for me. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, when we played. You know, you name it, we played in, in festivals all over. But really, the one of the greatest things about it was, for me, I mean, playing at the Chinese Theater will, will be hard to top. Right. And that's that's a story we can talk about in a, yeah. a few moments, because there was some fun in, in that regards. But one of the last times it played was in Michigan, where I'm from, mm. and where I went to college at Central Michigan University in that town of Mount Pleasant. They have a film festival. Oh, nice. And uh, so when they s- s- uh, selected the film and had it play at the festival, I went back, and I have a lot of uh, family and friends in Michigan that all drove up to see it, and so we had a full house, and I got to share it uh, with family and friends uh, at my university. So it was... Oh. Man. It was just kind of a, a wonderful for me. It didn't really, you know, Chinese theater. Yes, it's more exciting, but for me in that moment, because the university made a big deal about it and wrote articles and followed me around and stuff. It was so it was really just like for me, it was just like a Almost really wonderful experience. But to share it with, you know, so many of my family and friends, you know, in essence, the movie is about a man and woman and. and love and divorce and, right. and so much of that was based on my real life and so when I shared it with family and friends so many of those people knew my ex-wife mm. and so it, it, it a, I don't want to say it meant more to them but I mean they they understood it maybe at a different level than mm-hmm. a general audience would because they actually knew where the people were right so um, and then they're like wow I don't remember that happening so well I made that up <laughs> so not everything was accurate it's based on a true <laughs> story <laughs> But it was a lot of fun to share that and really, um, you know, was, as an actor, you don't get to do every role you would like to do. Right. You can only do the ones that you audition for and they select you to do. Right. And not all of them are great. Absolutely. I've done a lot of just horrible things, you know, to get paid and whatnot. <laughs> this was my chance to, in my mind, it's like, well, I, I, I want to make something myself and... I think I have a plan on how I can get that into festivals and get exposure. Because I've been in other stuff that I thought was good, but then they didn't do anything with it, or I don't know what they did with it, because you're hired as an actor, and they Look, never hear We're still again. waiting for something right. that we didn't do, that we and did so do. Some of it was born out of frustration that, like, oh, gosh, I, you know, I'd love to see. I know that could play in festival, I think. Mm-hmm. And so this was really kind of my own belief that I could make it happen naively or egomaniacally, whichever way you want to look at it, <laughs> I really believed I could make it happen. And then we did. And so it's been pretty uh, exciting. And uh, because that one's personal, I have obviously a little bit extra. Um, and now for the rest of my life, no matter what else I do, and I've been fortunate to do other great stuff, but no matter what I do, that movie, I made it, I wrote it, I made it, it played all over the world and won awards all over the world. And, and I did that. And no matter what happens after that, like for me personally... It's it's um, in many ways a completion of what I always envisioned I could do. And that's, you know, it didn't make me a millionaire, but no, it just it was. That's never what I've gotten 
to do acting for. I was going to say, if we got into acting to be millionaires, we'd be chasing the dollar for the rest of our lives yeah. for most of us because... Amen. <laughs> okay. That's why I do a lot of crappy stuff because you right. do we, that for the money but, and, and hope you can do better stuff. Exactly. So. And that's, and, and you know, I, I just, and I think I was just asked the other day, why, why do I do acting? Am I looking to get fame and, and recognition? I was like, no. Yeah. I said, I do. If that's driving you... You, you might luck into something once, but it won't sustain exactly. at all. Exactly. So. It's like, no, I'm passionate about it. This is something new. It's different yes. than anything I've ever done. No one ever would have thought I would do anything like right. this. And me neither. I didn't grow up in it. That wasn't no. my life. So to think that I've done that sort of out of nothing uh, is, is rewarding in its own way, which it has to be, yeah. right? I mean, you, nobody's going to give you an Academy Award. <laughs> So you have to, to to really understand what you're trying to do and appreciate exactly. what you've done. And, and exactly. to have other people really appreciate it was, I mean, that was the capper to see it with audiences. That, And the thing for me, the movie, I wrote it, obviously it's a man and a woman's story, but there's other elements to it. And what I, I, I didn't envision is that it hit people in various ways, mm. not just the husband-wife story, but other elements really hit people. Uh, that spoke to me afterwards and I hadn't thought of it like I knew why I wrote it certain ways but I didn't think that certain aspects would have an effect on people that really did uh, um, the, the, the movie does deal with the miscarriage and, mm -hmm. and, I, and I had a woman that she, she left she wouldn't watch it after that point in the movie it hit her so hard that she didn't want to see the rest of it Yeah. and that's only a third of the way in or maybe halfway, but I mean, she, did, she had such a reaction from her own life mm -hmm. that she couldn't watch the rest of the movie. And I knew it's supposed to be a pivotal moment, but I didn't expect anyone to have that type of reaction, like that visceral. Right. So, um, so I'm glad you actually said that because I know a lot of films that are being made now come with trigger warnings, yeah. which, you know, it's, it's the way the, the way the mental health world is now right everyone is dealing with mental health on certain different issues and that woman reacting to that yes. that was her trigger yes so, still and it had been years for her like 15 years or something i mean it, it wasn't like last year right it had been years but it, the way that we shot it and the way it came across to her was so real mm -hmm. uh, so similar to her own story and whatnot because her marriage had then fell fallen apart See. as well, and so it was. Um, I I didn't expect that. I thought people would react. Obviously, and the movie was made to be reactionary and emotional. And I mean, you're trying to showcase yourself as an actor. You want right. to do weighty stuff. That was the idea. And I also wanted people to when they when it's over, it sort of has a a bit of an open ended ending on purpose for people to think about what what transpires right. or put your own self or what do you think would have transpired and, and uh, I wanted the people to sort of feel like they needed to ask those questions mm -hmm. because uh, I wanted people to think well in so many movies and I, I'm not like a big Marvel or comic book movie fan those things are enormous mm -hmm. but all those movies are just a formula A plus B equals C and it's every time right. and that's why they work and people love them right and so I wanted people to sort of be caught off guard at the end and have to wonder well I wanted to know what happens like, it's for you to decide what right. happens 
And I think... And first off, I'm standing right here. It's right. semiotic diagram. Right. So you know I'm alive. Right. But, so you know I'm still here. <laughs> you can decide what you want. It doesn't have to have a closed ending. Right. It doesn't have to wrap up neatly. Good or bad. Right. It, it, it let you decide. And part of that was on purpose because uh, the, the essence of the story was that, you know, the character's life changed dramatically. Now what? Mm-hmm. And... I wanted to leave it that way because now what? That's my life too. Now what? I'm able to choose my own path. And yeah. if I don't like 10 steps of it, I can go to the left and go down another 10 steps or to the right. Yep. And it doesn't have to have a definitive end to it at this moment in time for me. Not at all. And I wanted the movie to sort of create that. And people aren't used to that these days. They, they want the real ending to it. I yeah. had so many people say, oh, I wish you would have said no. No. It purposely did not. No. I wanted you to think about it. Yes. Take it home and think about it. And I actually, so we filmed uh, all of it in Phoenix, and we filmed a scene in, in the office building. My character is a right. Howard attorney, and the office we used um, is in downtown Phoenix. It's a beautiful office, and the, mm-hmm. the gentleman whose office we used, I invited him to the premiere. Right. And when he saw it, he had like a real visceral reaction himself, and told me afterwards because. In the, movie, in the film, my character works a tremendous amount and that affects his life. And he saw that. And I'm sitting in his office. Right. He, goes, he came up to me right at the end. Go, oh, my God. Yeah. That's me. I got to stop working so much. He said that oh, to me. See? And it never, I, that part of the movie isn't meant to have the, that kind of response. Right. It's supposed to just be an element to get you to the next point. But it affected him. Like, dramatic, like he literally, I could see it in his eyes. Like, he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to destroy my life. I have to stop. See, but you see how that, it, it went from this end dealing with trauma to this end, like, I need to make a change. I yes. need to see what I'm doing yeah. and spend more time with family and get that work-life balance yes. back into place. Yes. Where we all lose track of it and, you know, because we're all chasing the dollar to right. keep And we're up. trying to provide for family and we just exactly. don't think. Sometimes we just get into a, a lane and like, well, that's what I do. And I can't change. Yeah, and, and uh, some of us have been steadfast in that lane for a very yes. long time. <laughs> yeah, I got the impression he had been. And, uh, so that's that was the greatest part of that movie, though, and it's really why I made it. Yeah, it was to obviously to, to showcase myself as an actor, but I wanted people to react, mm-hmm. and it was exciting for me to have people react in different ways, more so than what I thought they would. And but. Bottom line, react. Yes. That's why I wanted people to have a response, even if they hated it. If you, it's like anything else. We talk about movies or songs on the radio we hate, but we talk about them so much. Right. It's still a reaction. You're still talking about it. You're like obsessed it. with hating it. Exactly. So even if anybody hated it, I was okay with that. <laughs> right. I didn't want them to, but hey, if you're, if you're that charged up about it, then, it, it then did something. something hits you. And right. Then you, then you need to think of why did that hit you so hard exactly. in that regard. Exactly. So, it was a lot I, of fun. Do you think you're going to make it a feature? I don't know if it's feature material. It could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't been on the scope to do that. So the, the, I was very fortunate. Prior to that movie, I had made a short film called Red Velvet Evening. I saw with, that. With <laughs> uh, director, writer, Justin Rose. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Justin. And he and I became fast friends. And we had started after Red Velvet had won some awards at festivals, then the pandemic hit, they all got shut down. Mm-hmm. So it sort of stopped the movie, and, and we had an immediate success. And he and I started um, working on a 
feature film because we all of a sudden thought we were smart enough or <laughs> stupid enough or crazy enough to think, well, we could, because Red Velvet was about 24 minutes. And, mm-hmm. uh, he had this feature he had written. He's like, well, do you think we could make it? And I'm like, sure, of course we could. Of course. So, at any rate, we had started to meet on that. I was making Father's Day with somebody else, and it wasn't going well. I didn't like the way it was being I made. You they were changing that. the story on yes. me. I was like, no, it's my story. And they just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Now, Justin, Red Velvet is a much darker, completely different type of film. You know what? You do Sinister so well, <laughs> I have to say. So, I was like, you are the nicest, creepiest guy I ever met. And, well, <laughs> and, and that's, it's all acting. And that's a, and no, Maybe. it is a compliment to no, you. Exactly. You know, because it's yeah. just like... To see you in those snippets that I've seen in those like yeah. sinister movies, I'm like, this guy is just so nice, but he scares the crap out of me <laughs> right now. Well, generally, those parts are funner to play. They're a lot more fun to play. There's a lot more to it. But Red Velvet and then the movie we made, we'll talk about Run Rabbit, the feature film, are so dark and different. And Father's Day's, it's I wouldn't call it a family film, but it's certainly much more... Yes of a traditional story mm-hmm. uh, with some different elements. And that is not Justin's thing. So he didn't <laughs> want to make that, which I understood. But anyways, we're meeting on Rabbit, and we're already doing production meetings, he and I, and I was lamenting how Father's Day wasn't going how I wanted. Right. I said, well, I'll make it for you. And before he had said no. And I think he, <laughs> two things. I think he got tired of me complaining. And then also he bought a bunch of new lenses that he wanted to use on Rabbit. And I think he just wanted to try, try them out, out. <laughs> for Father's Day. Let me test them on you. Yes. And so, but he is a super genius. He's as, uh, all the people I've worked with ever, he is the most talented by far. Wow. Um, he's a young guy and he's just got super talent. And so I was elated and I fired all the other people on the other movie and uh, mm-hmm. that were making Father's Day. And he and I made it. And so he made it. And that made it excellent because he's excellent. The story was good, but the way he shoots it, the way he could do it is better than anybody else. And he, him doing it, even though it's not his kind of film, but I also told him, look, Justin, it's not your kind of film, but if you could make a film like this, we'll just show that you can make anything. Because it's the antithesis of what you want to do. Exactly. And he was like, okay. And he did. And um, his family saw it and was blown away and, you know, he's from L.A., and so when okay. it played, like, in L.A., and then it played the Chinese Theater, I mean, it was a big deal it, for all of us. Yeah. And uh, but then we, the whole time we were working on uh, Run Rabbit simultaneously. And, uh, that just sounds scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Run Rabbit. I'm like, <laughs> rabbits well, are so cute. So, like... yeah. so it's, uh, but there again, is, so he and I have become great filmmaking partners, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, we work very well together, and, um, He's, but he's a creative genius, and so I'm, I'm lucky. He sounds like it. I'm lucky to work with him, and but he doesn't want to do any of the other business side of it, or the casting, or the business end of it, and so uh-huh. I handle all that, so we're a really good team in that regard. Nice. Because, uh, he doesn't want to do what I all the other stuff that has to be done, and mm-hmm. I can't do what he does. But that's the thing. You can have a super talented director. You can have a great script. It can be made, but who's doing what with it? Exactly. Because I've been in so many movies that nothing happened. I think they're probably pretty good, or could something could happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing anything. Yeah. And that was kind of why, with Father's Day and then with Rabbit, it's like, we're going to take the bull by the horns ourselves. 
but we're going to at least go down swinging, knowing we put forth all the effort. If it doesn't happen, nothing happens. Okay, but at least we know we tried to make something. Yeah. And that was the goal. Yeah. That was the initial goal. And it worked well on Father's Day. It rolled us into Rabbit. And, mm-hmm. and for any of the Run Rabbit people that it might listen to this at some point, so that's, it's, a, it's a very dark film uh, about a vigilante that is killing uh, pedophiles. And as he's killing them, uncovers that it's a much larger ring of what's going on than Jeez. initially anticipated. Then my character is sort of chasing him, and that's where the run mm-hmm. comes in. And so that's sort of the, the, the whole tone of the movie is dark, but yeah. it's, it's really... We get a lot of comparisons to like a Breaking Bad. Where it, Justin never even watched that. That's not his thing. But it does have sort of that feel because we filmed in the desert. There's okay. a lot of people involved. At any rate, we had one other gentleman, Greg Wave, who's an actor that I'd worked with many times. The three of us uh, made this entire film. Nice. Uh, and uh, Greg and I did all the casting. And uh, so the parts are very, it was written by Justin like a play. Okay. So it's long scenes in one location. Okay. Uh, like a play, like on right. a stage. You see mm-hmm. two people on a stage for 10 minutes, and then it goes to the next scene, and it's however many people, but in one spot. Right. So he did it that way so we could make it. Makes thinking sense. Thinking it through. Because you can write whatever you want, but can you get a plane to crash into hey, a mountain? And there then, you go. <laughs> and then it looks good and all of those things. So, But also the movie is, is heavy dialogue-driven. It's a story. It's not mm. just a flash-in-the-pan film, bang, bang. It's a, it's a methodical story with a lot of twists and turns where you got to pay attention. So, Ooh, I like um, that. The, there's about eight people. It's 15 total in the entire film, including all the extras. But there's about eight people that have really substantial roles mm-hmm. it had to be acting you had to be an actor to be in this film you could not just Couldn't there, there aren't two line roles you know yeah. where somebody can just come in and give two lines and it's more of a look than anything else because mm-hmm. anybody can give two lines right everybody those like eight people had major lines and so we had to get people that really could act mm-hmm. and the way he wrote it it had to they had to have certain looks. Right. Uh, it's, it's deals with the it's a whole process. The Mexican cartel. So obviously oh, we couldn't cast um, you know certain types of people for that. Absolutely. So, um, at any rate, Greg and I spent a lot of time doing all the casting, mm-hmm. and, and really went through every agency here in Arizona and, and even some out of state, and had some people from LA actually come in and film it. Um, but we were doing all of that casting. Just as Father's Day was completed, but nobody had seen it. Like, yeah, it was in the final edits. Right. But we were, I was, I won't put it on Greg. <laughs> I was telling everybody how, yes, we made Father's Day, it's going to play all over the world, it's going to win awards all over. It hadn't done anything, it hadn't even <laughs> finished. But that's how I got them to be in our film. And I could show them snippets so they could at least see the style. Right. Because the movies are completely different, but the visual style. Mm-hmm. It, Justin kind of he gets a lot of comparisons to Kubrick and Tarantino and the way it looks. And, oh. So we could show that to people. And, but I was selling this bill of goods that didn't exist uh, because <laughs> nothing had happened. And, but we got everybody on board. But isn't that how every... Probably, <laughs> right? I don't think I invented that process. Right, no. <laughs> but we got everybody on board and started filming it in the summer mm-hmm. and then right around the summer is when the festival started to occur for Father's Day 
So it actually worked out great because we'd be filming one day and then I'd get a notification, oh, you're going to play in L.A. Oh, you're going to, and I then I would share that with our cast. I would, see, I told you. And then we played at the Chinese theater. And I <laughs> told said, you what? I told you we're, we're playing at the Chinese theater. And everyone's like, wow, you really did. So. He manifested all these things because you believed it so much. I did, but that is true. I believed in Father's Day because I wrote it. Right. I acted in it. I believe I can act. And I cast it, so I felt good about the other people in it. And I knew Justin making it would make it fantastic. Mm -hmm. I had no doubt in my I really believed it's not a movie for everybody, but I think it, it can be, but it, you know, not everybody likes everything. Right. I really believed it. And then I had read Rabbit because Justin had been writing it long before, and I really believed in the script. And I thought, right. boy, if we could make it, like it's, it's daunting, but if we could, this could be spectacular. Right. And, and so I I did believe in it all. I, I, I Yes, I was selling a bill of goods. Here's what we're going to do. But, but yeah, I yeah. did believe that if we did it, we could do that. Absolutely. So we filmed it all in the summer of 2021 into the fall and then finished it about a year ago. April 30th of 22, we had a premiere. So it was done. It was a premiere for the cast and crew at a theater here mm -hmm. in Phoenix. Um, so we made the whole thing in a year uh, with three of us, start to finish. And during that whole year, Father's Day had played at festivals all over the world, which is great. Right. And so the lead up. And so now we have to get Rabbit into a bunch of festivals. And that's no easy task because a feature film is different than a short. Father's Day was 18 minutes. Right. Uh, Run Rabbit is an hour 45. The first cut was two and a half hours and we, oh, think, wow. so, I mean, <laughs> we had to cut it way down but I mean it's they're different so if you look at it from a film festival to get into some technical aspects film festival will play on a weekend or maybe a week and they might take 10 short films and put them together in a two-hour block right well a two-hour block is one feature mm -hmm. so in essence it's 10 to 1 they're taking 10 short films for every one, one feature mm -hmm. so to get a feature in a film festival is much harder because they'll take 50 short films and then they'll take five feature films exactly and, and most of those feature films are million dollar budget yes. films yes not independent from three guys in arizona <laughs> so it's really daunting to get a feature in but yet i was telling everyone we're gonna get it we're gonna get it we're gonna do it i it, believe <laughs> it has it has far exceeded our expectations We've been in more festivals than we were in with Father's Day. We've won 10 tons more awards. We've been in festivals where there was two feature films. We were the only, we were one of them, and the mm -hmm. other one was a $20, $20 million film, Hollywood film. Wow. That's, wow. that's independent by Hollywood standards, but they have, you know, <laughs> named actors and $20 million behind it, but because wow. it's not $100 million and an A-list celebrity, they, right. they play the festival circuit. And so we've stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with those films in almost every state and all over the world. And it's been, it's exceeded our expectations. And it's mine. Yeah. But at the same point in time, again, for any of the cast that's listening, I told them we were going to do all of this. <laughs> I told but you But I didn't so. really know. I had hoped and I believed in it. And I knew I was going to work hard to make it happen. But you don't know. You don't. Because there's some festivals that turned us down that I thought for sure we would get in. Mm -hmm. And we didn't. That's the nature of it. Some people don't like our film because of what it's about. And but that's we, and what we don't it, get in. But that's what's happening today. Yes. It hasn't changed. It's actually worse 
maybe ha- maybe it's not even worse. Maybe it's just now we see it more, and we're paying attention more. I think it's worse. You think it's worse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but oh, hey, that's my Pollyanna of, of it. <laughs> some of these festivals, they they're more thematic too. Yes, they are. They certainly don't want a dark film that's mm-hmm. that is violent in nature, but not gratuitous. So, like the tone of our film is violent, but you purposely never showed a lot of violence. Like Jaws, you're scared to death of that shark the whole time, but you never see it. Right. right. And that was that's the basis of Run Rabbit. You're it's it's horrible what's happening, but you never see any of it. Right. But you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know it is horrible and disturbing. And, but you don't have to see it to have that effect. Right. If you do it right. Exactly. And because Justin's a super professional talent. We could do that. But we had to have strong acting because everybody has, these, I mean, there's these weighty parts to it. Right. And some tough characters. Um, some people that have to play some really disturbing characters. And, yeah. Um, pull it off and absolutely uh, so really proud of it um, we've played really all over still playing uh, we'll play for about a year so mm-hmm. we're, we'll go till may okay we take we still got some more festivals but Jeez. it's been great i gotta see that one i saw the you know your pictures of yeah you filming it but how yeah. do i get to see it we may play still in arizona we've played here a couple times um we might have one more shot okay. um, locally. Okay. Um, but the big news uh, that I have shared was with the cast. But So we were very fortunate. Kevin Smith, um, who's a, a premier filmmaker, he's mm-hmm. made a tremendous number of movies for people that don't know. Okay. Jay and Silent Bob, but the whole series, okay. Dogma. He's made a number of movies. And a lot of people in those early movies of his, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they mm-hmm. were new. So he got gave the start to dozens and dozens of people and made he's made over 200 different projects so he's a premiere but always sort of on the peripheral the in more independent films rather than a glory studio project Mm -hmm. he held a personal film festival this year for the first time ever in new jersey (laughs) he has a studio where he does a podcast called the smod castle uh, where he filmed his first film, Clerks. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, that started his career. Mm-hmm. So he has the Smod Castle Studios, and he bought the old theater where he grew up in that town. It was an old movie house, and it was going out of business. So he bought it for himself. And it's a regular movie theater now, but he said, hey, I'm going to have a film festival. <laughs> and then he personally um, watched all the submissions. Um, okay because they'll get thousands of submissions to these film festivals. He watched them all and personally selected the films, and they chose our film. And so we, uh, Justin and I flew out to New Jersey uh, last December mm-hmm. oh, and cool. uh, to be part of his festival, which was phenomenal. Um, even New Jersey in December doesn't seem ideal, but just the <laughs> whole really, setting was I'm fantastic. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, um... <laughs> Atlantic Highlands, you know that area? Yes, yeah, I'm that's like, where it was, yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm totally the Red New Yorker, Bay. and I'm like, um, yeah. not in December. <laughs> yeah, we locked out of the weather. It wasn't that bad, but the, even if it was horrible, the fact that Kevin that, Smith watched the films it, and, chose, and chose our film, you know, exactly. one of a few features, a lot of shorts, and then, and so anyways, then they did some panels, and he had a person that buys films, and then they bought our film. <gasps> Congratulations. So, uh, we have all the contracts. We're still negotiating. We could sign it today, but there's some stuff we're working on. So 
in essence, we I told everybody that's exactly what we're going to do, and that is exactly what happened. Now, God is looking down on Look, me. Can you add me to your manifestations <laughs> and your belief? Because your belief is well, like amazing. All the other stuff never worked <laughs> out, so it's part of taking control of it for yourself. Um, so yeah, so so they've bought it. They're going to put it on. Um, every type of streaming network that is amazing play it other ways but we can still finish our festival run so okay if it doesn't play in arizona again you'll be able to see it streaming on pretty soon like amazon or something like that they have everything that's that's awesome it was kevin smith's guy that's we'd have a you know here's the, the crazy thing diana and again i think part of it is bravado and i i I don't have that as an actor. I mean, I know I can act, but I don't run around. You've worked with me. I don't run around like, oh, I'm an actor. Right. You know. Right. No, but on the business side, because I worked in business my whole life, when I would contact all these people, I came across very strongly. I was going to say, you are the typical quintessential businessman. Yeah. You really are. and, And I dealt with it. And so we somehow, well, we'd had a number of offers for our film before it was done. And nobody had seen anything but the IMD, the still, I run the IMDB, so I put up still frames of the movie. Mm-hmm. And we got half dozen offers to buy it before it was even finished and anybody had even seen a trailer just off the IMDB. Um, so I knew we had something right away too, mm-hmm. but uh, those weren't the offers we wanted. We thought we had potential to do better. Hey. But... We were taking a chance, right? And Justin Craig and I would meet constantly, mm-hmm. um, and we discuss all of those things and say, "No, I think we'll pass on this one. Or we'll wait." And, right. Uh, those guys, to their credit, uh, you know, they're much younger than I am. They're in their twenties, and mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> and um, so they sort of leaned on me for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I, I mean, what do I know? But I don't think we. These people want us now, and they haven't even seen the film. Right. Why don't we wait till we finish, finish it and uh, see what we can do with it? Right. Get some more cash, and that's what we did, and it worked out. Now we could make another one tomorrow, and it could be a dud. Mm-hmm. But I think the main thing is that you've been on, a, on enough projects, mm-hmm. and so have I. <laughs> Duds. Oh my gosh. And it, it's not rocket science that you have to plan. No. And that's, I think, where <laughs> too many of these things fall short is the planning is terrible. Yes. And goodness. we would meet, you know, if we were going to film on a weekend, two days, we would meet Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and plan Plans. Friday, Saturday, Sunday or whatever we do. Absolutely. And we would make sure everything was lined up and was ready and who do we need. Yes. And one of us would do all the contact with people, say we need you this day and that day. Now, the other thing I will say, the people in the cast, you probably... I would hope maybe you don't know, but the people in the cast know this. When we were going to film, um, yes, I was in most of the scenes. I'm one of the, I'm the main character, but if I wasn't, and even if I was, I was doing all of the collection of talent and mm-hmm. the, the call sheets and right. making sure everybody. Well, because there were so many lines, there was a there was a no-nonsense clause <laughs> with our film. Like, you will show up, you will be ready, or you will be right, out. Or, right. And if you don't like it, I don't care. And I was that blunt and that direct and probably that mean at times. But that's but, right. But I'll tell you what happened. 
and this honest to God truth, and you meet anybody that's connected to our film, I think, as they told me privately, so I don't think that they would mm -hmm. say otherwise. Guess what happened? Everybody showed up on time. Mm -hmm. Everybody came unbelievably prepared. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, to a person, everybody said it was the best project they've ever worked on. Absolutely, because you set the standard. And followed through. And you followed through. And followed through. Because like me, most of them have been in a million things that, and that fell apart. How many or, times or you show up and you sit around for six hours. I was going to say that. You sit around for six hours yes. and it's like, okay, you could have... So we, <laughs> and Greg being an actor, like myself, he and I had worked on a million things together and, and had the same frustrations. We're like, we're going to make this like we would want to be treated. Exactly. So when people show up, we're going to film. You're going to come out, you might have an hour to set up, but that's it. That's we won't it. waste your time. You will not waste ours by not being prepared. Absolutely. And so everybody did, but we didn't waste their time either. And if and if something wasn't going to happen, we canceled it. Exactly. We didn't bring people in and say, oh, well, so-and-so didn't show up or, or we couldn't get the room we needed. Well, why didn't you tell me that yesterday exactly. so I didn't drive down here or whatever the... We did none of that. It was very matter of fact, um, but I laid it out at the beginning. And for those that didn't want to be, and we had people turn us down, mm -hmm. and that's fine. And that's okay. Then right. it wasn't meant for you to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> In but, short, if you weren't meant to be there. This is not for you. The people that did, I'll say, it was one of the best experiences because that, and then also I've stayed in contact. I send emails weekly, monthly, mm -hmm. as anything happens, everybody's aware. Because I've been in other films where, oh, we want to, we were in a festival last weekend. Oh, well, why didn't you let me know? I'm in the movie. Maybe I would have gone. <laughs> well, I didn't think to let anybody know. Well, why, why wouldn't you, you let, let people know? You know? But it happens. It doesn't make any sense. I understand. I've been yeah. there. <laughs> so we've, we've run this through the eyes of an actor, myself, like, mm -hmm. well, this is how I would want to be treated. And, I, and they... Cast will probably tell you I sent too many emails, but guess what? You can delete them. That's you absolutely. don't need to spend your time. You send so much information. I don't have time to read all of it. Don't. Don't. But at least you know I'm telling you every single thing that's happening at all points in time. Mm -hmm. So you're not sitting around waiting. Oh, well, you know, is anything happening? Did we finish it? Do we right. need to do this? Do we need to? There's none of that because yeah. I've made sure that I've let everybody know constantly. It sounds so dumb, basic, it simple. <laughs> And it doesn't exist. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And it boggles my mind. And I will tell you this. So we've been in a lot of festivals in, in Los Angeles area. I mean, obviously, that's the entertainment mecca right. of film and TV. We've been in these festivals and we talk to people. and It's just as bad in L.A. as it is here. And you would think that they're a little bit more on the ball. <laughs> Unless you're at a major studio that's got millions of dollars right now. They might crack the whip. But right. All the smaller stuff is just as full of nonsense as, as it might be here, which is shocking. You just think everything in LA is going to be better, and exactly. it's not. Um, and we've met all these filmmakers out there. Like, How did you make that? Wow, you did that with three of you? Like, we needed a thousand people. You don't need you all don't of need that. that. You know, what do you need? That's what it boils down to. Who wants to do more? You know, what I was doing, if I wasn't in a scene, I was holding the light. Right. You know, or it's moving boxes or moving furniture. Right. That's what you do. That is exactly what you, you know? do. Did I want to do that? Of course Hello. not. But that's what you do. No, you, 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 we're all in this together. Right. You know, and if we're going to all be successful, then we all pitch in where we need to. Yeah. And, and that's what made it great. Well, that's 
that that gave us a chance. chance. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's good fortune involved and everything, but there's also constant, I mean, I'm emailing, contacting festivals and people <laughs> every day. It didn't just, it sounds like, oh, it just happened. No. The plan worked, yes, but it was because of the diligence day to day to day that I did every day and still do to mm-hmm. this day. And take nothing for granted. If we're in a small festival, we treat it and go there and, and are appreciative. And Justin and I have traveled all over the country to these festivals. It's been costly exciting and fun and sometimes a dud right. so not all these festivals are great but we treat them all great and, mm-hmm. you know we're trying to get ourselves exposure and so yeah so we're going out to ohio in a couple of weeks uh, nice. we got two of them in ohio same weekend near cleveland can't ohio all NFL right. hall of fame <laughs> which is the sole reason i submitted i want to go to the nfl hall of fame why and not canton's like yes <laughs> You will play at our independent theater and like sweet. Sweet, I could go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, let's check. <laughs> but uh, that's but that's exciting too. It is. You know, all of it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be in Florida, Michigan, California again. Look at Maybe that. Arizona, but I mean, but we've played all those places already, and it's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm going. To, I'm actually going to LA tomorrow. And then, so these are the great things for anybody that's a film in the film industry or an actor. We were in a film festival in uh, Los Angeles last, well, a number of them, but one particular one in uh, October, I don't remember, Mm -hmm. last fall. And the director of that festival invited me to an industry event tomorrow uh, in L.A. And so I'm going. Absolutely. It's a a drive and all of those things, but... Now you have festival directors contacting you, you and knowing you. Yes. And, and that makes a difference, obviously. And they have things going on and they know other people and you have to extend yourself and create your own network. And, exactly. And your own spider web, if you will, of, of entities. And So why wouldn't I go? Why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, it's not convenient, but I will do no. it. <laughs> no. Have, you know. <laughs> no, but you will make yourself available right. so that you can. If you want to... Do anything with it. That's what you have to do. Exactly. you got to do all the stuff that, well, I don't like doing it. Do you think I love doing it all the time? Do you think I want to drive to L.A.? for? Right. No, I don't like that part, but I like what's there when I get there. And that, mm-hmm. that, that opportunity was afforded to me because we were in their festival. They liked us, and I treated them well and yep. followed up with them. And, and now they're paying it back. Yeah, yep. exactly. Oh, what a great conversation we are having. Oh, my gosh. It it's such a great conversation. I have to break it up into two segments, uh, probably three segments. But um, yeah, so join us for the second part. So for now, get up, get yourself something to drink. If you're in the car, uh, get to your destination safely, uh, whatever you need to do. But just come back and listen to the rest of how Chris continued on his uh, journey to promote Run Rabbit and the the circuit of short films. Uh, festivals that he's been a part of and just just come back all right and we will talk to you or you'll hear from us shortly so thank you so much and i'll see yeah i'll be hearing from you soon